Love and Dating with Timmy and Pammy. <laughs> you did good, Pammy. I did. I did. That was a mild <laughs> I could see your face. I was like, I'm going to hurry up and do it real quick so she won't laugh. Oh, my gosh. I don't think I did last week. But No, you did because of your brother. Jimmy was on first, yeah. <laughs> so he stole my thunder. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, being here again Absolutely. for this talk. Yes. Do you remember that? What, what was that show? What you talking about, Willis? Yeah. So I'm um, thinking of different strokes. Different strokes. Yes. yes. Oh, so I the, can't believe I got that. <laughs> yeah, good for you, Pammy. Uh, Not much for uh, entertainment trivia. <laughs> you just killed it. Um, what What you looking for? Is, I was just thinking, what you looking for, Willis? Uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how. Well, let me ask you this: How important do you think it is to be to know what you're looking for or not looking for, which is more important to know what you're looking for or not looking for in a relationship. I guess that's my first question. I think, well, it's important to know both, but I think it's more important to focus on what you do want yeah, versus what you don't want because you focus on what you don't want. You're just going to keep getting more of that because you're so focused on it. Yeah. If you focus on what it is you are looking for, then you start, seeing that in people and yeah. you know, that's what that's what you're going to get but that's right <laughs> good answer good answer what do i win what do yes, i win hey. <laughs> it's for real though no that that's a that is a good answer uh not because it's what i would have said it's just i've read enough that that truly is important to know what you're looking for um because you often get it's like you know don't think about the white rabbit you know all of a sudden now you're like thinking about a white rabbit yeah so i i do believe in that in that concept of yeah sure of course you should know what you don't want obviously but it's more important i think to focus on the things that you do want but not just that we were talking about before we came on here i was like though how important is it to really know not just what you want but to know if what you're wanting is good or not or it's in in alignment with you or not or is this just what you think you want you know is, is, is that really what you want? Because I, you know, guys are given a lot of shit by women when all you care about are looks or all you care about is sex. Or all you want is tits and ass. Well, guys can give women shit for, you just want a guy that's rich and can take care of you. And, uh, I mean, I'm talking excessive. I mean, I know that you're not that way. I wasn't that way, but each group I forget what it was. It was some podcast or something. This, um, I think the guy was like, well, I just want her to have a nice body. And the girl was giving him shit about it. And then she said something about, well, I want him to be financially. And she, and he started giving her shit about it. In other words, we each have our fuck fuckery of what Mm -hmm. we think is important, what we think we want or what we think we need in order to have a successful relationship. But the reality is we could be off, right? And I was being facetious by saying, you know, guys want tits and ass. But truly, if that's that's what online dating has created, you're looking at your phone for a brief second. And what are you looking at? You're looking at pictures. pictures. Is she hot or not? Well, do you think that actually is what's needed to have a relationship is whether she's hot or not? Now, again, I'm not saying that you should go with someone that you're not attracted to, but this is why I love Love is Blind. (laughs) (laughs) 
I got to bring it back around. Yes. Love is Blind is such a great series, and you're going to laugh at me, Pammy, because Jessica and I just finished Love is Blind Japan. Oh, my goodness, yes. So good. <laughs> so difficult to really probably capture what's going on because there's actors speaking English, obviously translating mm -hmm. for the person. So it'd be, like, it'd be like if I, well, it'd be like if you only spoke Japanese and you're talking to me, but someone else was translating. Yes. I've seen, I've seen things like oh, that. Okay. It, so yeah, it little... would be, it's not just you're reading subtitles. Right. It, you're, you're hearing an, an English speaking actor try to emulate what, anyway, so I'm sure there's a lot lost in translation, yes. literally, but very fascinating, especially with the culture differences. Yeah, I was going to ask you about uh, So different than the American one. So different. There's so much more, in my opinion, so much more honor and respect and camaraderie with all the women got along, all the men got along. Hmm. There was no... There was no fuckery yeah. with the women being catty and which there is in the American right. one. No, there's none of that. There's oh, none of right. that in the love is blind Japan. Uh -huh. And they also, uh, they don't go to the altar with a no. They just don't go to the altar. If it's going to be a no. Okay. They feel like it's honorable to say, I know that I'm going to be, it's not, it's not, this isn't for me. And I don't think it's respectful to get you up on the altar before your family and friends and my family and friends and to give you a no. I absolutely 100% agree with that. Isn't that I cool? Think, I, I like that a lot better. Yeah. It's too, it's too forced the way that they did it on the American version. Um, there, there's too much, you know, dramatic filming and, yeah. and of course, you know, I guess that's the thing with reality TV is the drama. That's why they do it, you right. know, and that why I'm not a fan because I'm not a fan of drama, yeah. like that kind of drama. It's nice to hear you say that because <laughs> we share oh, that. I, I hate yes. drama. I, I don't like drama. I no. don't need drama. I don't want to create drama. No. It's just, yeah, it's not a part of who I am. So I would appreciate the do that in private or, you know, even if they are filming it, but at least it's not, you're not asking your family and friends to spend time, their time, precious time. Yeah. And, you know, and parents having to give their daughters away and that emotional, you know, experience and then to have it turn out to not, it, it yeah. just, I don't know. There's so many elements there that I, I don't like. Yeah. The drama was all in the, just the whole concept mm -hmm. of love is blind. Like there's drama in that. Obviously you're falling in love with someone that you've never seen. And then you're seeing them. You know what else was fascinating, Pammy? I, I, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, I, I would recommend it. If you've seen the American one, I highly recommend watching the Japan one. If you haven't seen the American one, don't start with the Japan one. You <laughs> need to start be, with the, yeah, because yeah, yeah, it'll just mess yeah. with you. But the other thing that I found was really, um, I don't know, just cool. Like, I don't know what the right word is. They're so honorable. They're so sweet with each other. They're so kind. Yet, they also, 
it's just a different culture, but they're, they're also very communicative, 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 communicative. They communicate a lot <laughs> <laughs> in communicative. Yeah, that's right. Communicative. Huh. Anyway, uh, I'm not even going to attack. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I've fucked it up so much. You're like, I can't even say it now. Um, they ask a lot of really good, deep questions. But the other thing I found fascinating is that the age gap. There was one couple that ended up living together and going on the. They didn't make it to the altar, but he was 26 years older. Wow. So I found that fascinating. Where now. Asian culture overall, they all look like they're 14, you know, I mean, for the most part, like the girls, like there was a couple of them like, how old is this girl? <laughs> uh, she looked crazy young and they're all very petite. You know, they have great skin. I mean, it, it's something about uh, just part of their culture, I guess, but uh, their genetics. So he didn't look his age by any stretch. I mean, he definitely looked you know older than she did, but it, it didn't seem so miles apart really actually um but i found that fascinating that yeah. they would have a 56 year old with a you know 21 year old or whatever she was I, I found that to be curious um and it wasn't looked at as as weird at all like there was nothing there was nothing it was brought up it was brought like it was a part of their conversation that the age gap was quite large and especially when they when they got together in person, it was more visible, not just visible physically. It was just more visible in their conversations and how far along he was in his, his career. And yeah. he was pretty well to do. And so he, he was just, you know, quite accomplished and, you know, she's almost like right out of school, you know, like <laughs> actually she wasn't even out of school. She might've been like in college kind of a thing. So anyway, it didn't, it didn't work out, but they were so sweet with each other and so kind uh, but anyway, the other thing that was so interesting about this, it's they don't go to bed with each other. They're, ever. ever. <laughs> well. Until they're married. Uh, so yeah. it's a it's a wait till you're married. But thing. that's not, they don't talk about uh -huh. like, I'm going to wait till marriage. It's definitely it's just, not a religious thing. No, it's a cultural thing. It's a cultural thing, yeah. right? Because I mean, they just met the person like three weeks right. ago, you know, so and here they are meeting. Um yeah, so totally different than the American group, which it's like when they first get to see each other, they want to bang. Yeah, some of them do, some don't. Right. But, <laughs> but but not with the Love is Blind Japan. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Wow. Nope. Yeah. Nope, not at no. all. Not at all. Fascinating. That is. But really they is. also had, um, this is all pertinent to dating and stuff. It's very fascinating. But they also, I thought this was curious, just like all humans, you do have to be attracted to someone mm -hmm. and there, and this time it was always cause now granted, this was a constant conversation between me and Jess. She's a, obviously a woman. So she sees people differently. She's way more gracious with her eyes, you know? And so for me, I was like, Oh man, he's out punted his coverage and, <laughs> and you know, maybe she didn't think so or vice versa. And there was a, one particular couple and I was like, oh man, he's going to think he hit the lottery and she's going to struggle. You know, I just knew it. I'm like, she's going to struggle because like, she's really cute, like really good looking and really built well into fitness. And he's not, now he wasn't like fat or anything, but it's just like, he wasn't into fitness and she was, mm -hmm. and, and it was, it was a, it was a struggle. Like they struggled. She struggled, not, not 
they, he had just adored her. But going back to what we talked about in the, in the beginning is who he was won her over. Yeah. You know, but, but she struggled initially because as soon as she saw him, she, he was not what she thought what she had in her mind. Yeah. And that would be hard. I think it'd be hard to not picture someone in, in your mind, you know, and then when you see them, if it's like, Oh yeah, this isn't, you're not what I had in my mind, you know, just like the Bartice and Nancy mm -hmm. thing. It's just, I knew that was going to be a, a challenge for him to get over that. Anyway, going back to what the original, what we're talking about today is just how, how can we discover what, truly does matter you know because i mean i i say this flippantly just to get the point across but you know tits and ass isn't gonna take you on a healthy long journey marriage i'm not saying you can't have a long happy marriage with someone with a great <laughs> but yes <laughs> but but i'm just saying that that alone is not the ticket same thing money is not mm -hmm. the ticket a lot of wealthy people get divorced you know so clearly money doesn't fix all the problems or make for a great relationships, a great relationship, nor does looks good looking people get divorced, bad looking people get divorced, rich people get divorced, poor people get divorced. I mean, so what is the ticket? What should we be looking for? Well, it's interesting when you're talking about their culture and, you know, they're so kind and thoughtful to each other. And here I am as an American woman trying to, you know, dating to find a man who is thoughtful and kind and considerate, where that's something that may not be as hard to find in the Japanese culture. Yeah. So to me, this is like crazy that that there aren't as many. I mean, the I should say, you know, it's harder to find that here yeah. than it might be there. And so what they're looking for may be different because if culturally, culturally that's a standard and I mean, I'm sure there's exceptions, but if that's a standard, then they don't even have to worry about that part. Respect is there, you know, the kindness, all of that, that might already be there. Whereas that's something that you don't always find when you're dating people yeah. or any particular person. So I, I think it's obviously it's very important to know what you want but you're also starting from a, a certain uh, foundation depending on where you live. I, I never even thought about that, Timmy, until you yeah. said that. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I want someone kind and thoughtful and respectful to me. Why is that hard to find <laughs> yeah. in the United States or yeah. just even Kansas City? Like yeah. that shouldn't be the case. That should be, you know, that yeah. should be normal, but it's not. It's not. So, and I think it's, it's weird because it goes both ways, which I'm so thankful that we do the podcast together and you're female, I'm male. So, you know, my mind when I was dating, it was almost like I felt sometimes women, I was, cause we talked about this, you know, I'm too nice. I'm too complimentary. I'm too, you know, bring flowers on the first day. Like I'm too, and I found that just, I was flabbergasted by that. Cause I'm like, how is this a problem? <laughs> I'm too sweet. I don't, you know what I mean? Like that was part. And you know, you're the one that told me, Timmy, just keep being you eventually. Right. And of course it, it happened. You're exactly right. You know, I, I meet Jessica and she loves 
my sweetness, my flowers, my love notes, my, all the shit that I do. She adores that and values that. Uh, but Pammy, I don't know how else to say this, except I had a lot of women that, that they thought I had ulterior motives maybe, right. or that thought I was moving too fast, which is funny. Cause then I, you know, then I'd want to, I never said this to anybody, but there's parts of me that want to go, woman, I'm not that into you. This is just how I am. Yeah. Like I didn't buy these for you because I want to fucking marry you. I just, they're just flowers. Yeah. Like they're just flowers. You know what I mean? Like I said, I never said that out loud. I am now. But <laughs> <laughs> So if you're listening, that's what they were. No, uh, that was just, it was an expression of, of who I was. And I found it odd that it seemed so odd or like that I was had some game or some, some trickery with it. I even heard, I was listening to some podcast the other day and I was really, it pissed me off when I heard it. It was something about a woman. Some woman was on a podcast saying, you know, when you find a man and he's like, all, you know, super sweet, blah, 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 you know, be careful. Cause, and I'm like, Bitch, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. What if he's actually that way because he's just actually that way? Yeah. And he's not trying to get into your pants or he's not trying to play you. He's not trying to cover up something. What if he's just a fucking nice guy who had parents that taught him how to be sweet, you know? Yeah. She clearly had issues situation with that <laughs> exactly now granted yes maybe in her experience right maybe in her mm -hmm. experience that's what was up right and so clearly but i i just don't think you can judge any book by its cover and i also i mean that almost like gen, i have a i have a new kick of i love every time i see books i buy them get them i have you do have a lot of books. i have a lot of books, a lot of books. Ooh, which remind me of american dirt yes. it's yours i finished yes. it oh, so great. good i can't wait everybody get american dirt it's so <laughs> good um yeah i love to start reading. timmy gibson's book club i know <laughs> i you know honestly i've thought about doing that yeah i've thought about uh doing a book club and we can meet of course i thought weekly but man that'd be hard to make it weekly but maybe even monthly, mm -hmm. you know, and say, okay, well, here's the book of the month. Yeah. That's usually what people do is oh, do they once a month, just because you can, it takes a while for some people to read. Yeah. It gives you time to read the book before you go to the book club. Yeah. I, yeah and some, so are, some are weekly, but I, I don't know. Weekly is a lot. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot. Right. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I think the perspective of both men and women in America it was, I mean, it was a challenge for me. I mean, I'm a lot of great people. Sometimes they were, um, they were sweet and kind that they were, but they just weren't a fit. Like, so it wasn't anything bad about them or me. It was just, we weren't a fit. Um, but there were, I was all, I just was surprised. Uh, it was an interesting journey dating, meeting so many different people. And I did say this many times that, wow, it's different than I thought. You know, I just, I thought it would go different, you know, now, I mean, hindsight's now it's, I have a whole different view now, but I'm just saying before I met Jessica, I remember just being so disillusioned with it all. Just going, what, what do women want? <laughs> Clearly it's not someone, you know, sweet. Um, I mean, that that's not necessarily true, but that's was my, I remember just being so confused 
by what I was experiencing in, in the dating world. Um, thinking the one thing that I felt so many times was I want to just be enough as me. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was experiencing. I was just felt like I was never enough. You know, I wasn't rich enough. I didn't have, you know, I live in an apartment, so it's like, you know, they're not successful enough. I'm not adult enough. I'm not, you know, I'm covered in tattoos. So like, you know, there's that part of me. I wear earrings. There's that part of me. I have long hair. I mean, there's all these things that I just kept thinking, wow, I guess there's, here's the trade-off. Be me and just be single. (laughs) Yeah. Like I had kind of just accepted that, that, you know what? Because also I had someone the other day, just, just fucking say this to me, Pammy. They were like, uh, you know, you might, you might get, I forget how they worded it, but basically like, if you basically changed who you are, you'd even have more weddings. You know, if you took off your earrings and cut oh, your hair right. to be a little bit more, you know, kind of cool, but a little bit more conservative. And I'm like, what's the fucking point of life <laughs> if I have to curtail myself in order to fucking get work? I, I just can't wait till we get past all this because um, even in, in, in recent, I've, looked for some little, I'm doing some little side hustles things and, and certain things have come up questions, you know, and it's just fascinating to me. Like, yeah, you say quite a bit on Facebook and I'm like, yeah, because I'm being real and raw and just unfiltered. And I just thought to myself, I I'm meant to be an entrepreneur. Clearly I, it's like, (laughs) I, I can't curtail myself. Does that make sense? Like I can't, I can't, I I can't. That's why being a pastor was so hard for me towards the end. Cause I'm like, I don't believe this and I can't shut up about it. Like I can't say I believe something and yet not like I have to be true to myself and I can't live a lie. I can't do this. So when I have friends that work for companies, they're like, yeah, I, I've had Pammy. I've had people I've invited on the podcast and like, well, I'll have to do it anonymously. Now, no judgment on them. I get it. I wouldn't want them to come on here and lose their job, but that's fucked up. <laughs> like, why can't you be who you are publicly? You, you know what I'm saying? Am I making I any sense? Does I this know, seem fucked I, up? I, no, I totally understand what you're saying you're wanting to live an authentic life and some people around you or society or business corporations, whatever are telling you that's not, that's not good enough. One of my and that favorite, makes no sense. right. One of my favorite guests on the show, who's not on the show anymore. And I'm not talking about Lance, not, <laughs> not Lance, Lance and I are still buddies and he just came on a couple of weeks ago, but this is someone else. And literally because of his attachment or his community of Christian people, he heard from some of those Christians about they, you know, why are you on Timmy's podcast? You know, he's not, he's not an evangelical Christian. He doesn't believe that Jesus is the only way. Like, like, like it's like, I'm wrong, you know, which is so 
you know, I have a strong opinion about all that, Pammy. (laughs) Uh, Okay. You know about all the universe and everything. Okay. Good for you. Interesting. Um, he can't be on the, he can't be on the show. He's choosing not to be on the right. show. He's like, because, because it would their have... opinions mean more to him than, yeah. Yeah. And, I, I, and honestly, like I get that. Yeah. I mean, I've been there, Yeah, you know, I've been there before in, in my course of my life Yeah, where what people think of me is so much more important than being authentic. I think I'm way more likable, especially if people know me, if they know me, they don't, my look doesn't even matter. People that really know me, know me. It's like, like, it's, that's just you. That's just your look. They don't even, it doesn't translate. Like he's got lots of tattoos, long hair, like, or he talks, you know, he talks filthy or cusses a lot or talks about whatever, you know, I'm not quite as well as I was early on in the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. That is true. I've definitely tempered and that's not for anyone. That's just been part of my journey. It's part of your journey. I'm not as, I'm not as angst as I was. And so, you know, I've just matured a little bit beyond that. Um, for me personally, I don't, uh, if, you know, if you were cussing like a sailor, you wouldn't hear me say anything. I'd be like, cool. <laughs> like, I, you know what I mean? Like I, I would, I just don't judge people because of that stuff. Um, so, I, so yeah, that just fascinates me. I just I can't imagine you not being who, this way. Right. You know what, I just, I can't imagine you as a pastor, honestly, because oh, so I, restrained. Can't, I, I, could, I can't imagine that for you because you are one of the most open and honest, authentic people I know. Oh, and I that's why, that. it's why I love you is because yeah. you just, you have that presence. And I've, you know, I've, I've been seeking that my entire life. Yeah. How do I do that? How do I, how do I become yeah. myself and how do I allow myself to say the things I believe and, you know, be authentic and that's, you know, this podcast and, and being friends with you has really helped me cross that bridge. And, it, it, you know, I'm all the way to the other side yet. No, yeah. but I certainly am more authentic than I was when we started. Yeah. And so it, you know, that's to me, that's a good thing because you, you helped me find that. Yeah. And well, so it's, that. it's. Don't, yeah. yeah. Don't cut your hair. <laughs> Don't cover up oh, your tattoos. Jessica wouldn't me. have that. <laughs> Jessica would not. She needs something to hold she, on to. <laughs> yeah, she, that's what's so precious about her. She's someone I look up to in that way. She is so goddamn fucking authentic. Yeah. She is just who she is, no matter who she's around. It does not matter. She is just authentically her. Like even if she's around an Uber Christian, now she won't say anything offensive, whatever. But like if you were to add, if you're in a company of Christians and someone asked her something, she would speak her truth very sweetly. Cause she talks very sweet and you couldn't be offended at her, but she just, she does not care. Like she just, we could be talking to some pastor and she would talk about what she thinks like she just doesn't. And again, it's, she has a way about her. That's just like, Oh, okay. You know, I'm a little bit more aggressive sometimes or can be, at least I come across that way on podcasts. Um, and that's just been inspiring to me. She's been a, an inspiration to me that I'm definitely, uh, on the right path of, of living authentically and man, I'll tell you what the peace that you, that 
Oh my gosh. It's yes. unbelievable. It is. It I, is. I, I had, I had a session today with a, one of my, one of my favorite clients, to be honest, just a really neat guy, just a really neat guy. Really, really want to see him in a, in a relationship, but man, Pammy, he, he is, he's admitted to this, but he's still kind of in the thick of it. He is so programmed with that Christian kookiness. Now, not the good Christians. There's a lot of good Christians. You know, I, I always say I live like a Christian. I don't believe like a Christian. <laughs> That's where, you know, like I, I believe in morality and kindness and goodness and all the things, all of it, charity. I'm down for all of that. But he's so conflicted. You know, here he is, a 40-year-old guy, never married, only has been in a few relationships in all of his life. He's had sex one time. And he's 40 and he knows that it's, he's so conflicted and tormented over the Christian sexual nutty teaching of got to wait till you're married to have sex. And so I always tell him, Hey, listen, you can hold on to your morals. Like I'm like, I, I would consider myself a very moral person. Now, not compared to an evangelical Christian, because they have a lot of things that they consider immoral that aren't. Meaning, if you have sex outside of marriage, that's immoral to them. Well, that that is such a kooky belief. I digress. But <laughs> with him, you know, I've said, listen, you know, you need you. I'm not telling you not to be a Christian. Like I would never ever say that. I don't even want you to not be a Christian. Uh, I have great Christian friends in my life, like that I love dearly. But you do need to get over that kooky religious stuff that's keeping you from having a healthy relationship. And it'll start with letting go of some of that ridiculous teaching, you know, especially when you get really into that conservative evangelical background, you know, no drinking, no smoking, no cussing, no sex before your marriage, no masturbation, no, you know, and what, what ends up happening is people it's like they don't break it with a per they don't have sex with somebody but they watch porn and masturbate all the time <laughs> you know what i mean and, and it's like that 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 literally makes my brain want to explode because it's like dude you understand you're already going against the teachings by doing that why not be in a in a nice healthy committed relationship with someone and have healthy intimacy and learn and grow anyway. And his, I, thankfully he is aware that there is a glitch in his software and it's the so, it's that Christian software that has been pounded into his head that he needs to be able to balance that out, like figure out where's the balance of where, you can live moral, you can be your be a Christian, serve your faith, but also be a fucking human. You know, like live. I told him, I said, you know, not I said withholding. I'm like, do you desire sex? And he goes, Yeah, really a lot. And I'm like, you have to get over that that it's wrong to express that. Like, am, what, I, I wish I was. I wish I was more educated <laughs> to be able to have bigger <laughs> words to really, more knowledge. yeah, more knowledge to really 
because I've heard other people that are experts, you know, um, psychologists and psychiatrists and all these people that, that do talk about the, the harm from that can come from religious teachings that are so harmful, so hurtful, and they only produce guilt and shame. You know what I mean? Like, I do. It, I do. It's I, fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And guilt and shame are, well, shame is, is so destructive Ugh. and it can come from anything, not yes. even, not just religion. It can come from our parents, sure. you know, people in our sphere of influence when we're young and uh, teachers. And, you know, I remember, and I believe that it was already there. It was already implanted in me. The idea of shame was already inside of me. But I remember when a teacher in elementary school called me out on something and the amount of devastation that I felt, uh, you know, was shame. I mean, it was yeah. just like this, my whole body rocked. And every time after that, when I felt a sense of shame, that's how my body responded to it. And so it's, you know, it, it is a, it's a very destructive thing and yeah. and it's very hard to get it's very hard to to move past it when you know you're when you're caught up in it and yeah. and the thoughts and the stories that you tell yourself don't stop those tapes don't stop and it's just having having something new to tell yourself yeah. over and over again and rewiring and re you know rewriting the stories yeah. for yourself that that's where the healing can happen yeah yeah, it's wild. Let's take a quick pause for a commercial break. We'll be right back. Yeah, I'm Pammy. I, I, I'm not apologizing, but I know I harp on that religious stuff sometimes. Um, so if you're a Christian listening, please keep being your Christian self. I'm, I'm talking about only the, the harmful parts. Um, I do know some very healthy balanced Christians out there um, who, who don't deal with guilt and shame, you know, and I, I, it's almost paramount to, you know, like you growing up in church, you know, homosexuality was preached as being wrong. Right. Well, I never really, even though I bought into that because I was, I was taught that all the, my whole life, but I never, it was weird. I believed that it was wrong but I didn't act like it was wrong. Meaning I, I never judged anyone. I never said anything to anyone. I never, you know, I just didn't, I kind of just kept my mouth shut about it, but it's like that. It's all my gay friends that grew up in a culture, a religious culture that it was wrong to be gay. All of them who got free of that, especially some of my friends that were gay, finally came out that they were gay, you know, and, and lived the gay lifestyle, you know, found a partner and yet stayed Christian. That's what I'm talking about here is I'm not saying you don't, it's, I'm not saying you don't need to be a Christian anymore. I'm not, I would never want anybody to leave their faith. You do you, but at least have a healthy, real perspective on things. Like my gay friends that finally realized, no, I can be a Christian and live as God made me and be fulfilled and, and don't, don't live with guilt and shame. And that's what I want for any Christian listening who is just living in torment and confusion of 
I have these desires, but I can't have them. It's just weird. It's, you know, now, of course, now that I'm so far past it, I'm, I'm shocked. I believed him. Of course I didn't. I wasn't a virgin when I got married. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and I very much value intimacy in the sense of I cherish it. I think it's a beautiful thing. Um, I mean, Jessica and I waited, you know, and first fell in love, first really got to know each other before we entered into intimacy. So, so I have a, um, Oh, what's, you know, a little bit of that purity mindset of this is an important thing. You know, I'm, I don't think sex is just, I mean, everybody does whatever they do. I know I did for a while. Uh, but I just think it's an important thing. And it's something that if you're going to share that with someone, that person should have some kind of an importance to you, <laughs> you know? Um, anyway, I don't know. <laughs> Seems like you do. Yeah. <laughs> like you got, you do yeah. know. I, I, you do I, know. I, I just see so many people really, it's almost like that movie, the Da Vinci code when that guy was latching that Bob wire thing around his leg and t- do you ever see Da Vinci code? I did, but I don't remember that. He was punishing himself. Remember he was lashing himself, beating himself, paying yeah. penance and right. It's that Mm -hmm. it's like you desire intimacy, you desire love, yet you've got such a fucked up mindset over sex and religion that it's not really serving you. It's hindering you. It's, it's, it's a disability. It's, it's, does that make sense? Like it's, it's, it's actually not helping you. Yeah, it it does make sense. And it, and it, it can come from it i think it's i think the root of it is shame yeah and it it can come from anything like it doesn't even have to be religion necessarily that forms that idea that yeah. sex is dirty or sex is you know not appropriate for me right but it's so it in my mind i'm thinking it's not the religion that's the it that's the should be the target of focus or, you know, change it. It's the shame. It's the, it's the guilt that is really where the change needs to occur and everything, you know, and, and the religious will religion and peace will take care of itself Yeah, because, you know, you, I, I know a lot of, I know a lot of people who are Christian and they don't have, I always compared it to what I, what my beliefs were growing up. And I felt like my beliefs, our church's beliefs, whatever, were so conservative and so strict. And there was no other option. That's what I had. So when I, when I started meeting Christians that swore that, you know, had sex outside of marriage and, 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 and this is, you know, when my kids were younger, when I started experiencing that it it blew my mind because yeah. i i couldn't understand how is that possible how can you say you're a christian and not follow all of these commandments right <laughs> but then once i realized that and yes i now i don't think that the commandments are valid sure 
other than, you know, they're, they are a good guideline, you sure, know, <laughs> I don't, sure. you need to want to go, go around murdering people. Um, so there's good moral value in them. But when I realized if you break one, you break them all, that they're not independent of each other because mm-hmm. they're all sin. And I'm just right, talking, right, right. speaking as a, you know, as right. a Christian, yeah. I, you know, that that's when I realized that I was like, oh, well, I've lied. I've, you know, and it, and it really, it took me back. And, and of course, you know, everything unraveled um, in my belief system anyway, but it was just interesting because that wasn't, that wasn't the core problem. The core problem was the shame that I needed to deal with. And once I dealt with that, all the other stuff, just, it, it all fell into line for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, you know, I just, you know, we had such a similar journey, obviously, and and how that all changed and became a different deal. For, I don't know why the cat loves you so. You much. know why? Because you have you have L on your lap. Yeah, this cat is a jealous cat, and yes. I noticed that when I first got here. Yeah, wants attention, just like. Isn't she lovey though? She is. She's, She's so, so lovey, so so sweet. And and so fortunately, I like cats. The, the, so our cat is on Pammy's lap. My dog's on my lap and the cat is just like, just begging for love. Yes. Just rubbing all yes. over, like just rubbing all <laughs> over Pammy. That's funny. All right. So um, let me get us back on target. Sorry. Yep. I, I, you know, I, this is what the podcast is. We, we free form conversation. Yeah. <laughs> we meander, but going back to the original thought, understanding what we're really looking for. And, and making sure that we have those in the right order of importance. Mm-hmm. You know, what will lead to a long, um, fulfilling relationship? Is it, is it, what is it? You know, like what, what will lead, you know what I mean? Is it someone with a great style or someone with great hair or is it like, what are the things that really, really matter? And again, I'm not, I'm not challenging anyone's list, whatever your list is, but what I am challenging you to think about is what really does matter most and making sure, you know, let's, let's say the five things are, you know, personality and this and character and whatever, and, you know, financial security and, you know, nice body or pretty fate, whatever the list is. It's, I think it's critically important that number one, two, and three need to be things that are not superficial and they're things that really would help in a long-term kind of a relationship. Like you said, who someone is. Yes. Okay. So they have big boobs. I'm speaking as a guy. Okay. <laughs> That's great. Every guy likes big boobs, no problem. But really that that's number one for you. Like that's the most important thing. Like that's more important than who they are. That's more important than, you know, personality or what. And for maybe for some people it is whatever you do you, but I think it is critically important that you have things in the right order so that you can recognize it when you see it. That's why, again, I go back to the online dating that just feeds into what I don't think is the ultimate, most important thing. And, you know, and inadvertently, like I've said a million times, 
inadvertently the things that you do value, you know, a nice build or pretty face or whatever it might be inadvertently when you have the list in the right order, inadvertently you end up getting those things anyway. I mean, hello. Yeah. Like, you know, my wife's drop dead gorgeous, beautiful from head to toe, but that's not what totally did it for me. Yes. I definitely found her attractive, but it was once I got to know her that I thought, Whoa, she's not just a pretty face. She is so much more. And so I guess it's more of an adjustment of just a heart shift, you know, in your mind, like what, what is going to, what kind of person could you be with for the next 50 years? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it? It's just a woman that's a dumber than a box of <laughs> bricks, but she's got nice boobs. Is that what, is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm being facetious so that people get the point. I'm, I'm being very mm-hmm. facetious so that, or whatever the word is, I'm going extreme uh, to get people to really think like what really, really, really does matter when guys like I never read the bio I'm thinking, I can't, to me, I just, I can't believe that to me. I, I, I just, that just is, that's dumbfounding to me. They're looking at the wrong things then clearly. Right. They, they're not looking for a real relationship (laughs) in my, that's just my opinion. And if, if that's judgmental, that's judgmental, but I, I just don't, I Yes, it starts with a picture because that's how it's presented. That's, you know, right. if there isn't a picture, I remember we had this conversation. If there wasn't a picture attached, because some sites uh, like fitness singles, you could upload your profile and not include any pictures or hide oh, your pictures really? and, you would, and the other person would have to request the oh. pictures. I never responded to any of those because I felt like if you're hiding your picture, there's a reason. Yeah, And I don't. I don't necessarily think it's because, you know, you don't think you're good looking. It could be because you're married and I might recognize you as one of my friend's husbands. <laughs> you know, I mean, that kind of thing. Right. And it's like, I, so I don't trust, I didn't trust that. I'm yeah. not, not that I'm on dating yeah. sites now. I'm not, right, <laughs> but, right, sure. but I didn't trust that. And so, yes, it starts with a picture. It starts with, okay, th- this person has physical qualities that I'm interested in. Now I'm going to go read their profile. Does their profile match? the import the things that are important to me as far as who they are as a person. Yeah. I I can't tell, but I can get glimpses. Yeah. That want that allow me to want to take the next step and ask more questions yeah. and get to know that person. So to me, that's what online dating should be yeah. like. But that's how I did it. Yeah. Then and to me I, so I don't understand the unless you're in the hoe phase and you just want to get laid. Yeah. Then yeah, swipe. You know, I don't even remember. Is it right or left? <laughs> swipe right, I think. I can't left, even remember. Left anyway. is no, right is okay, right. I, I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> <laughs> swipe up, <laughs> down. Which way Which is it? Which way do you swipe? I think one there one of the one of the apps was swipe up was like a super like. Oh, there might have been. I was that Bumble. Might have been. I don't know if that might have been. I don't know. One of those Bumble or Tinder because I know the Bumble and Tinder were the swipe right, swipe left, mm-hmm. hinge which was my favorite yeah. because there is no swiping, right? You just look through and read all their comments and you look at their pictures right. it and, just, yeah, it goes and you can just make a comment. You can make a up. comment on their 
comment yes. or make a comment on their picture. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Which that's why I like that better because that was my favorite too. Yeah. I mean, in the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, Pammy, you bring up a, an interesting thought because I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you when I, obviously I'm married, but when I was online, online way back when I did read the bio because I wasn't interested in, unless when I was in my hoe phase, maybe I was just right, right, right on everybody I thought was attractive, but I always wanted to read the bio. Like I wanted to see like who this person was. And also, you and I've talked about this before. One of the biggest things that I found disconcerting was the lack of wanting to meet. I was like, as soon as there's any kind of interest and we've chatted for like two little text exchange, let's freaking meet. Right. Because we could talk for weeks and get along via text and not get along in person. Yeah, or they might be a bot. Or exactly. So, <laughs> so that's why I was so, in fact, I would say this, anybody listen to me right now? Like if you're one of those people that doesn't want to meet for weeks, but you want to chat and get to know them. Here's why I don't like that because a, it could be a bot Two, because you can get along text does not mean you're going to get along in person. Now, well, what about love is blood? It's what, yeah, but they're talking. You can hear their inflection. It's like they meet with blindfolds on is kind of how it is. I mean, they're talking in pods, but that's why I like it. They're not texting each other. They're actually talking to each other so they can hear each other's voice. They can hear tone, mm -hmm. all that stuff. So, okay, here, let me, let me backtrack. Just let's say this. If not meeting in person within a day or two, you're talking on the phone though. Yes. I got to get them on the phone, get them on the phone, get them on the phone. <laughs> Did you hear that folks? So you can talk <laughs> this texting thing. I, you know, maybe it's my age, but I don't find texting is very communicative. I don't, I find it. Well, it leaves, it leaves too many gaps oh, for absolutely. Unless you want to, you know, text every thought you have. And that is, that's hard, hard. to do. Yeah. Texting doesn't. And, and it, accentuate with emojis on, yeah. like, it's so hard to yeah. do that. Yeah. I agree. And I, and I've had, I've dated men that were huge texters and it was fun and it was flirty and it was, you know, it was enjoyable, but it didn't translate into who they were. If yeah. that makes sense. Like yeah. it really didn't translate right. into the person that they actually were. Yeah. So, you know, that uh, Jessica was never really a much, we were not much of texters. Yeah. Um, I mean, we would, but it, she just wasn't, she's not attached to her phone. Like some people are including sometimes me. <laughs> uh, so it was more phone call. Of course, our whole story is way different. You know, we didn't, we didn't meet online. We met in person and all that kind of stuff. So it's a little different journey, but, but once we went out in person, like we weren't texting fiends. We would talk, I'd mm -hmm. call her, you know, which she always appreciated that I would, yeah. I'd call. I was like, why would yeah. I text you? I actually prefer that myself. Yeah, yeah. My, my boyfriend doesn't, 
he doesn't text a lot. He, it's just not his thing. Yeah. And, but he'll call me and I, and I've learned to do that too. And I used to be more of a, more of a texter, less of a caller just because of my schedule. And, you know, when I'm at work, it's just easier to text than to pick up a, you know, we have an open floor plan. So I have to go in another room to you know, have a conversation yeah. and everything. But I prefer, I actually prefer, I mean, when I see him calling me, I, I, you know, I get all lit up cause I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, you know, this is like, you know, better than a text. Yeah. I get to see his face pop up on my phone. I get to, you know, I get to hear his voice. Yeah. We get, you know, and so to me, it's, that's just a better way of communicating than, than yeah. text anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think I, I have no, love is blind has definitely opened my mind even further you know, my particular love story along with what I've seen in love is blind has made me go, Oh, that's why, you know, that's interesting, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, because that I saw that in our relationship, even though we, you know, did see each other, but the connection was way beyond that. It was a real in depth. And I remember when I remember, I just told her this the other night too. I told her that like one of our first few dates before either of us knew anything other than there was a little bit of an interest here and let's see where this goes. I'll never forget. She invited me to one of her shows. It's a little hole in the wall bar and it was packed, you know, and after the, or no, I'm sorry. During intermission, they take like a 15 minute break and she went out back um, to just hang out with the smokers and all that. Um, I mean, she's not a smoker, but I mean, went out to hang out some of the people in the band smoke. And so she invited me to go out there with them. So I was hanging out with the band brand, you know, like I'm not her boyfriend at this point. We're just hanging out. I mean, not intimate, nothing. Like we're literally just hanging out, just, you know, and we both felt so comfortable with each other. And I thought, you know, I was watching her interact with bandmates and some other people that came out back to kind of hang out with the band and And it was just interesting because I was watching her and I thought, man, this chick is so cool. She's just a cool person. Like, and I remember saying this at that point, if she's not interested in me romantically, like she's someone that I would be very interested in being friends with her. You know, I'd I'd have been very disappointed had she not been interested in me in a romantic way, but, but I just found her so cool and so appealing that I thought, I would take a friendship with her though. Like if I, if she doesn't want to be romantic, I would definitely take a friendship because she's just so fucking cool. And, uh, and I remember how, how important that was to me. Cause I wanted to be with someone that I was romantically in love with, but also just best, best friends, yeah. just like best friends that I could just chill with no pressure for anything, you know? Uh, so that was just a neat thing. It was just, a, it was neat for me to literally look at her and not know where it's going and go, you know what, if she only wants to be friends, that would suck. But, but I'd be down. Like I'd be so down for that. Cause she's just such a cool person. That's an awesome place to yeah. be. So to those listening to the podcast, before we sign off here, I, I do. Yes. Attraction's important. Connection, sex, all of it. It all matters. But I, I would love for you to really meditate on like what really, really, really matters when it comes to a long-term committed relationship. 
And maybe your list is right. Maybe you got it in the right order. Maybe you're doing everything right. I don't know. I haven't seen your list. Uh, but I would just say, put that to some thought, like really put that to some thought and maybe even share it with your friends and, and say, Hey, this is my list. And what do you think of this? Like how important do you think this is? Uh, and don't just ask the friends that you think are going to agree with you and be like, that's right. I think a big dick is what matters most. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, until it stops working. <laughs> All right, Pammy, how to end that. What a great way to end. Right. Yeah. Big Size dicks. does it, matter. It does. It does matter. <laughs> <laughs> Pammy, I love you so much. Thanks love for coming too. on the show. <laughs> Everybody, thank you so much for joining us for the Timmy Gibson show. It's Timmy Gibson, Pammy Nicholson in the house. Peace, everybody.